the big tournament's about to start, and I am the referee. I blow my whistle and I dispense justice. You're out of there! Traveling! Blocking! Charging! 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 You're out of there! It doesn't matter where you are When Nickelodeon let you are Better off by far Nickelodeon Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. I'm Kevin. And welcome to episode 60. Uh, we're going to be talking our write an episode for Salute Your Shorts today. Each one of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Keenan and Kel was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, maybe a lot simpler. Yeah. Approx- I, approximately like three times less characters. Yeah, yeah, that was a big deal. <laughs> um, but once I got going, I felt like it started to kind of write itself. I yeah. No, oh, I hear you. And you guys are having a really nice run of guests here. I mean, you had DJ McHale last week, and <laughs> wow. now you have me. So you guys are in good shape. It is incredible. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Um, before we kind of get into some stuff, there was some Nickelodeon news, uh, this week. We already had mentioned, right, Double Dare's coming back. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the big news broke. People wanted to know, is Mark Summers going to be back? And here is the official word. Uh, after previously announcing a summer return return for the classic 1980s and 90s game show, Nickelodeon revealed Tuesday that actress Liza Koshy is set to take over for Mark Summers as the new host. But don't worry, Summers will be back. The memorable host is returning to provide color commentary on the challenges. So I think essentially mm. Mark Summers is the new Harvey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. And uh, I like that idea. Yeah, it's a fun idea. You know, new generation, but still got that old flavor. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I don't know if I'm real excited for the new Double Dare. But. <laughs> Were you a big Double Dare fan in general? Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think over time it became more like, oh, this is kind of fun. But yeah. when it was on, I wasn't like eager to watch it, Yeah, I guess. It was a good way to pass the time until uh, Salute Your Shorts came on. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> we don't need the segue yet, Kevin. <laughs> Uh, before we segue into Sleeper Shorts, uh, we're going to read some of your thoughts. Uh, so let's start with our old pal, Justin, who bo- wrote to us both about Rugrats, uh, Mother's Day, and our interview with DJ McHale. Um, so he says, for Rugrats, Mother's Day, I forgot how heavy the content of this episode was. Very brave direction for the writers to go in for a children's cartoon. I have a feeling this episode has probably helped numerous children cope with similar issues through the metaphors depicted here. Uh, this isn't one of my favorite Rugrats episodes. As Brett stated, I'd rather laugh when watching a show such as Rugrats, but great episode nonetheless. I give it four Krebs stars when compared to other episodes in the series. Um, if he had to name the episode, uh, he says he would name it Justin Spends Five Minutes Crying. <laughs> uh, on the DJ McHale interview, this was hands down one of my favorite podcast episodes or interviews I've ever listened to. I'm so appreciative of the opportunity to connect through you uh, to one of my favorite people to walk the planet. There was a lot of new information in this interview and that I hadn't heard in other books or interviews he's done. I was very excited to hear that he had a connection uh, to one of the episodes through local folklore. 
There are similar stories near where I live of a woman in a wedding dress that was killed on her wedding day and reappears by the church she was married at. Um, the Tale of the Prong Queen is one of my favorite episodes, so I was happy to hear him tie that into my question. Um, as for his top three Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes that were directed and written by DJ McHale, he says number three, The Tale of Midnight Madness, which was both of our number one. Yeah. Number two, The Pinball Wizard. That was your three, my two. Uh, number one, The Tale of Jake and the... And then he just writes, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we'd never read another letter from Justin. Uh, number one, The Tale of the Twisted Claw. Ah, oh, nice. Nope, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> wrong, you mean. Finally, he's yeah. getting some love. Yeah. So thanks, Justin. We appreciate... Uh, we're yeah. happy you liked the interview. We are. I'm, I'm still buzzing from it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, our next letter comes from Celeste, and she says, Hello, Andrew and Joey. First of all, I am so pleased you guys have finally talked about an episode of The Wild Thornberries in full. It's one of my all-time favorite Nicktoons next to Doug, Rugrats, Hey Arnold, as told by Ginger, and The Loud House. <laughs> that doesn't get enough love on your podcast, and for that, I am very grateful that it finally happened. I've been a huge Wild Thornberries fan. I've seen every episode at least once since the day premiered on Nickelodeon nearly 20 years ago. I've always been fascinated by this show. I like how this is a very unique family setup that you don't see every day of a family traveling around the world to make nature documentaries and Eliza having the power to talk to animals. As for this episode, first Darwin stating what would happen on Darwin's day was by far my favorite part of the episode. I laugh at his statements every time and he's probably one of my favorite characters on the series. Though I like all of the characters, Debbie is my least favorite. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) But in a way, I do feel sorry for her, as it must be tough being a teenager who travels all of the time, not getting to live a normal teenage life, hanging out with friends at the mall, having a boyfriend in the same country, etc. Watching Nickelodeon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I even find Nigel to be funny at times, and I have no problem with his noises, as I think it brings out (laughs) his wacky character and personality. As for the plot, yeah, there were some rough edges, (laughs) but I think the overall message was in the end. After not spending the day with their mom when she came after them to save them, I think they appreciated their mom for being there for them and made it up to her by making her dinner. They realized their mom was more important than a couple of precious gemstones at the top of a mountain. You just have to get the message visually rather than getting a verbal cue, which happens on this show sometimes. I will say, though, this episode is slightly weaker than some other episodes, so for Kreb Stars, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. There are plenty of episodes that are much better than this one, and if I were to list them all, I'd probably take up the entire podcast episode (laughs) with you reading off the list, so I'll spare you guys for now. For now. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, but I disagree with you. <laughs> All yes. the characters are special in their own way, but some characters shine in certain episodes more than others. For example, it's Donnie in the episode Operation Valentine that takes Nigel to Eliza, who's in pain from appendicitis, unable to move in the middle of the wild, and it's Nigel, and Nigel knows best, who saves Eliza's life after she disobeys him and suffers from altitude sickness at the top of the Andes Mountains. Take that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys will talk about more Wild Thornberries episodes in the future, and I look forward to checking out more episodes of the Big Orange Couch Podcast. Your gut bucket friend, Celeste. Really cool. Yeah. Very nice of Celeste. Yeah. It's really Celeste. great. Celeste, feel free to keep writing us to critique Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part the most. 
All right, so we, we also have one from Vince, and Vince says, Hey guys, that DJ McHale podcast had me fangirling. <laughs> <laughs> I could listen to him talk about this show for hours. Easily my favorite podcast installment of 2018 so far. Oh. It was great to hear from the person who had such a large impact on my childhood. Thank you for allowing me to submit a question and being a part of this. My top five DJ McHale-directed episodes are Number five, Dead Man's Float. Number four, Pinball Wizard. Number three, Night Shift. Two, Whispering Walls. And number one, Midnight Madness. Oh. Ooh, whispering I, Walls? I watched, doesn't come up often. I watched Whispering Walls yesterday. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> um, oh, when you... At the mention of it? Uh, no. Um, so there's that. There's another Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast out there, and oh. they're reviewing Whispering oh. Walls. So oh. I was like, I didn't really remember it very well, at least off the top of my head. Yeah. So I like, you know... I, what I recommend to our listeners when we talk about an episode, I like going back and watching. Yeah. And uh, once I saw it, it, it really just came rushing back. Is it the one where the kids are on like vacation or something with some babysitter Their and nanny. they stop yeah. at a haunted house type thing? Yeah, the nanny gets lost, and yeah. there's like that. Lo- the most memorable thing is that long green hallway with like just yeah. the face at the end, of, or like the statue type yeah. looking thing at the end. But there's also the lodge they stop in yeah. with like the dead dancing yeah. people. Yeah, that was a good yeah. cool episode. Yeah, I think underrated maybe. Yeah, anyway, uh... Oh, I'm, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. Vince, uh, I'm sorry that these guys interrupted you. Are you, are you uh, annoyed that we're talking about Nickelodeon <laughs> on a Nickelodeon podcast? Uh, uh, so, anyway, uh, Vince says, honorable mentions will go to Dangerous Soup, Sorcerer's Apprentice, like and Guardian's Curse. Cool. And he says, again, amazing work, guys. Also, Betty Ann is still the best Midnight Society member. <laughs> See you next week. Cool. Well, yeah. thank you, Vince. Nice. Um, permission to continue talking about other things, Kevin? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we got probably our coolest, no offense to any of our listeners, but a real surprise in the mailbox this week as we got a letter from Mitchell Kriegman, who is uh, the creator of Clarissa Explains It All. And apparently he checked out our episode on no TV. <laughs> so uh, he, you know, he wrote just a little something. He said, uh, just listening to your podcast on no TV. Lots of fun to listen to. You didn't mention Janet smoking a cigarette, which was a bit shocking even at the time. Now it's even crazier. Uh, Which I actually did mean to bring that up. Um, Yeah, she's really casually just kind of taking drags of a cigarette. I didn't notice it at all. Oh, yeah. It's when she's kind of nervous. She's like kind of walking back and forth. Um, Yeah. He's right. Um... Uh, thanks for talking about the show. Uh, one mistake on the writing credits. He said, I wrote many more episodes than you mentioned. Uh, he says, by the way, I assume IMDb is usually wrong. Um, and he said, I did actually steal the Ren and Stimpy sound effect before Ren and Stimpy actually was on the air. Um, so we were talking about that because this episode aired before Ren and Stimpy ever started. Yeah. But you can hear in the episode, I think, Ren screaming. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, he he, <laughs> he, he, li- he lifted it before it uh, aired, apparently. Funny. Um, and he says, oh yeah, one of my favorite things I ever put in a Clarissa or any other TV show, and actually I think I put this in the Clarissa novel that he wrote, uh, Things I Can't Explain, um, was the whale-shaped drool from Ferguson's mouth, <laughs> which was a ni- really nice <laughs> yeah, touch. Yeah. Um, so he says, thanks again for talking about it, Mitchell. So cool. Pretty, pretty yeah, cool. Awesome. Straight, yeah, yeah. straight from the source. Can't believe we missed a couple of those things. Yeah. I have to pay more attention next time. Yeah. So <laughs> embarrassing for you guys. I know. I guess if I start getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, but like you said, we're talking about, uh, we're, well, we're telling our own tales this yeah. week. We're doing, some people call it fan fiction. We call it write an episode. So you want to get started? Let's do it. It's time to, it's time to write an episode. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, man, where to, where to begin? I had a good time uh, getting through this. I, I think it really just really came out way easier than I thought. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. I'm right down to the wire here. Oh, really? Uh, finishing touches today. <laughs> wow. Um, I was really struggling to figure out how to organize so many characters. Yeah. I thought that was going to be a problem, but it just kind of started to come together. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, well I'm, I'm okay. excited. Well, I call this one... Ugg has a field day. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds great. So the, the episode starts with a announcement from Dr. Khan. It says, this is Dr. Khan. The annual Camp Games is just around the corner. I hope everyone is ready. No one wants a repeat of last year. <laughs> Ugg tells the campers that the Camp Games are coming up with all the camps in the area. Whichever camp wins gets a slushy machine for their camp but Ugg is more interested in the coveted imitation gold counselor's whistle. <laughs> Ugg wants the camp in shape to win, and after an argument about whether the boys or girls are better, the campers decide to split into teams. Ugg, nervous about the whole situation, reluctantly enlists Budnick as his co-trainer. But <laughs> Budnick starts training the girls and Ugg the boys, and the teams get off to a rocky start. They begin with tug of war, with Budnick taunting the boys to do a better job, and Ugg unhelpfully rooting for the girls. The boys eventually pull the girls over the line, but the girls let go of the rope at the last second and send the boys tumbling into each other. Budnick, seeing that the girls might be open to other ways of winning, convinces Ugg to switch sides. The next event is the sack race. Ugg <laughs> suggests that the boys take it slow and steady, and Budnick instructs the girls to try to knock the boys over. They start the race, and Dina immediately knocks into Michael, and they both fall on the ground. Oh, so this is a first season episode. Yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't clarify that, but yeah. Oh, wait, um, so hold on. So there is no so, Pinsky. Okay, so, all right, so they're having a field day. Yeah. What is the prize one more time? I know Ugg the wants the whistle. The prize is a slushy machine for the camp. Okay. And uh, the whistle, for, the so then, whistle for Ugg. So would it, what, does it matter then if the boys or girl win? No, they're just, uh, they just got into this argument in trying to figure out how to prep for these I, games. I got you. How to train. Okay. They're training right yes, now. Yes, yes. Okay. So, uh, Dina knocks Michael onto the ground, and it causes Telly, ZZ, and Doggy Lips to trip over them as well, oh, all falling. What a disaster. Sponge, one leap at a time, slowly makes it across the finish line. Later in the day... Ugg gets a heckling phone call from his counselor nemesis, Chet Haskell, and warns the campers that if they don't start getting better, he's going to ban dessert for the rest of the summer. The next event is the water balloon toss. This time Budnick comes up with a plan he sure will work. He goes out and switches the boys' balloons for very thin ones so that they'll pop right away. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ugg is, being do Ugg is done being nice and forces the boys to train all night even as it gets dark. The next day, the boys are tired out, 
and Budnick is reassuring the girls about his plan. But when they get to the event, the boys do fine with the thin balloons because of all the practicing, and the girls, since they didn't practice at all, do terrible. Sure. <laughs> Comes around. <laughs> Mad at Budnick, Telly throws a water balloon at him, but he ducks and it hits Donkey Lips instead. Uh. A water balloon war breaks out and concludes with Ugg getting soaked. <laughs> Later on, Ugg is moping around depressed and says he doesn't care about the whistle or punishment anymore. Feeling bad for him, the kids decide to at least make it look like they're improving so that he feels better. They go out and set up the events when they're sure that Ugg will be by to see them, and they pretend to do them the right way. With each new event, Ugg's confidence grows. (laughs) Ugg... Suddenly feeling better about his chances, calls Chet Haskell back and bets him that if his team doesn't win, Ugg will hand wash his car for the rest of the summer. (laughs) The kids overhear the phone call and are sure Ugg will kill them if they mess up now. They only have one more day until the camp games and they resolve to train as hard as they can. The kids retrain in every event, slowly improving over the course of the day. By the end of the day, they're worn out, but even Sponge having kept track of their stats, (laughs) is surprised by the improvement. They're convinced that they can beat the other camps, and they argue in the bunks about which slushy flavor is the best (laughs) all night. The next morning, the campers are gathered in the lodge, ready and raring to go. Ugg walks in, looking depressed, and the campers ask him what's wrong. He reveals that he forgot to send in the camp game sign-up sheet on time, so they aren't allowed to participate. Oh, no. The kids moan and leave Ugg in the lodge by himself, (laughs) and we fade out. And then over the credits, Dr. Khan has a final final announcement. This is Dr. Khan. Since there are no activities planned for today, please join me in the lodge for a mandatory slideshow from last year's Camp Games. If you see Kevin Lee, be sure to thank him. (laughs) Wait a second. So it ends with, he just didn't sign up? Yeah. That's such a depressing <laughs> ending. <laughs> so did he lose the bet by default? Yep. Or, oh, man. Well, this is a sad episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's supposed to be funny. Funny yeah. ending. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of bummed me out. <laughs> Ugg is such a klutz, isn't he? <laughs> he is. Yeah. Oh, boy. I wanted Where? it to be Ugg-heavy, kind of. You oh, know, it's, he's yeah, my yeah, favorite. Yeah. yeah. I just wish he got that whistle. Well, I mean, <laughs> this is just what happens to Ugg, you know? All right, I hear you. It's too bad. But... I hear you. <laughs> what were the choices for best slushy flavor? I was thinking well, that, too. I don't yeah. know. I, I would say grape, probably. Ooh. No. <laughs> then what is it? Uh, I pro- I mean, I'm a cherry guy. Oh, okay. I was going to say definitely, as well. definitely red. So, red. Plain, plain, in other words. Grape? Yeah. Ugh. Grape, delicious grape. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Purple. And that, and that, that, that episode was called Ugg's Field Day. Ugg has a field day. Ugg has a field day. It sounds like he didn't really have a field day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm next. You're next. All right. So um, mine's probably a little more vague. It's not okay, as detailed sure, sure. as yours. And I see Joey's papers <laughs> much longer than what I have prepared for myself. <laughs> Um, so you guys might have to fill in the blanks or use your imagination. Sure. We love to use our imaginations. And I apologize ahead of time. Something isn't uh, perfectly accurate to the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
before you start, how big of a fan of Salute Your Shorts? Uh, it, was, it was definitely one of my favorite okay. Nick shows. Um, felt like it was never on as far as reruns go, so I didn't yeah. get to watch it that much. And it's one of the less accessible shows now. So For sure, yeah. yeah. Hard to do that research. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so anyway, my, uh, my episode is called The High Score. Uh-huh. Ooh. So the episode starts with the gang finishing up lunch. Um, the, the, the gang. The gang. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call them right. the whole episode. Um, in the cafeteria, I guess. As everyone's I leaving. the lodge. The lodge, all right. So everyone's having lunch in the, in the lodge. <laughs> As they're leaving, Budnick is te- teasing Sponge and inadvertently knocks him into a wall. Something seemed to knock loose when this happened and grabbed the gang's attention. (laughs) Um, So upon further inspection, there was a hidden cubby behind the wall. They found a small box with a Game Boy, a Tetris cartridge, and rechargeable batteries. Oh, nice. Uh, Budnick and Donkey Lips immediately grab the contents of the box and the gang starts arguing. Before they get away, Telly says she'll play them for it. (laughs) So, you know, they're going to battle yeah. via Tetris. So they both had their shot to get the highest score and Telly came away as the clear victor. Budnick and Donkey Lips took off in a huff while Telly was congratulated by everyone else. Telly did happen to notice an absurdly high score already saved to the game. The initials entered for the score were LGU. The score was 748,700 and 57, <laughs> which it currently stands as the high score, the world record right now today. <laughs> that part is accurate. That is true. Yes. Wait, what's the score again? Give me uh, a number. 748,757. Seems mm. impressive. Yeah. It's and the real... initials are LGU? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, so Telly became obsessed with beating the score. She played every chance she had, including at night with a reading lamp. Um, while she was improving, she still had a long way to go. Um, so this is where I kind of cheaped out and said a couple of our usual cast members, such as <laughs> Dean, uh, uh, didn't didn't care much about the score, so um, we don't hear much from them anymore. But Sponge and Michael were determined to figure out who the score belonged to. Another first season episode. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they they spend much of the episode questioning other campers and everyone around. You know, the camp, but they have no luck uncovering this mystery. Meanwhile, having failed miserably at his Tetris duel with Telly, Budnick decided that if that was hidden at camp, there must be other treasures. He recruits Donkey Lips to help him discover what else could be out there. They end up being rather destructive. There would be, there would soon be ra- random holes in the walls around the camp, <laughs> and Budnick even convinced Donkey Lips to dig some pretty sizable holes around <laughs> the camp outside. Oh no, hopefully not in... Uh... Uggs baseball yeah, field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, they they did their best to cover everything up, though. Um, you know, as far as placing pictures in front of boys <laughs> and stuff. So, as we're uh, as we're nearing the end of the episode, Telly is getting very close to this high score. Most of the campers are gathered around her. She passes six hundred and fifty thousand. Oh. Uh, Ugg walks in <laughs> and is very suspicious of this large group of campers. And demands to know what is going on. Telly admits that. Telly admits what they found and that she's going to beat the high score. Ugg arrogantly assumes that video games are easy and strikes a deal. He says he says if he can beat Telly's high score, all of the campers will have to cut the baseball field's lawn by hand with scissors. <laughs> but if she wins, she's excused from any responsibilities or chores for the rest of the summer. 
All of the campers laugh hysterically, and they agree to his terms. Telly went first and got a high score of 700,000, which, as you yes. may remember, is close to that high score. Very close. She knew she'd won the bet. Then, <laughs> <laughs> then Ugg took his turn. And to everyone's surprise, not only did he beat Telly's score, but he beat the existing high score. He got well over 750,000. As he entered his initials, everyone gasped. He entered LGU, or... Ugh, L spelled backwards. Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, Telly and the campers... I mean, lo- it, yeah, I mean, if you're a 10-year-old, you're like, <gasps> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Telly and the campers lost a bet, but as Ugg was walking everyone out to the baseball field, he found Donkey Lips and Butnick <laughs> digging a hole and quickly noticed what they've been up to. He revised his end of the deal and punished Donkey Lips and Budnick by making the two of them cut the entire baseball field with scissors. I like it. I missed why they were digging. Why did they start? Well, so they found they found the secret treasure in yeah. the in the lodge. So he was convinced that there's other oh, great right. stuff okay. all yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a great episode. Well, that's good. That's a really good one. Thanks. I like the idea of Ugg being any Ugg being the master of yeah. anything. Yeah, yes. yeah, that that's great. a good catch. And uh, Telly seems like the right choice for kind of like who he'd compete against. Yeah. Yeah, she seems like the no? competitive no. one. No? <laughs> I felt like Telly's like the physically uh, active uh, one. But, but maybe Sponge? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I kicked around some details of having like Sponge like thinking like he's a master yeah. at this. He's going to beat everyone, but then Telly still yeah. came out ahead. But I thought that would have been redundant. Of, yeah. I, um, I liked Ugg being the end thing. Yes. I mean, I liked that whole thing. That's a, that's a great... I yeah. felt like Sponge might have been the obvious choice. Like, oh, he's the nerdy one. He's yeah. great at video games. So I wanted someone someone that wasn't, like, amazing at video games. Like, you know, Telly yeah, yeah. had to... She was, like, adequate, but she had yeah. to improve throughout the episode. And as she neared that high score, uh, Ugg came in and... Donkey Lips could have been a very comedic choice, too. Yeah, that's Because, like, Donkey Lips... A, even approaching the high score of Tetris yeah. would be kind of comical. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> My only other nitpicky thing is I don't think they ever would have used a real video game in it. Oh, like, I don't oh think yeah. would have said Tetris or Game Boy. It would have been like... Yeah, know, and other... um, to be fully honest, the Tetris cartridge for Game Boy did not have a battery-saving ability so oh, wow. the, this, the high score is reset You're every really time i just liberties i just i wanted something that was recognizable by by all you yeah. know i could have done a more obscure game um but it wouldn't have been yeah I no know, i like it that was so. good there was a uh, one common thing was the betting yeah you know, oh betting like, yeah. yeah yeah i guess that's a common story element for these shows yeah i'm not sure i have any commonalities with kevin's story but i definitely there's a few in mind mm-hmm. with yours okay uh, but uh, i really liked you kevin yeah good job. i thought it was good yeah so that's the high score mm-hmm. the, the high, high score. score i really yeah the name's very good <laughs> <laughs> uh well like last time i you know i went in detail here i've got some dialogue <laughs> and <laughs> okay so you know I just see at least three pages <laughs> Just uh, get cozy. <laughs> uh, this up, this episode is called Little Sibs Weekend. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> so this is for for people who don't know you. This may have some inspiration from real life. Yes, I I uh, actually partook in Little Sibs Weekend. I so my sisters are a little older than me, and um, 
so at their colleges they'd have little sibs weekend mm-hmm. and um i also was thinking about like just the fun of um playing off the characters of okay. like who would their siblings yeah, be yeah. So, sounds fun. The only the only challenge here is there's already a lot of characters in Salute Your yeah. Shorts, and I'm introducing like double that. <laughs> okay. No, okay. you signed up for it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we start with, of course, the classic exterior shot of Camp Anawana, and we hear Doctor Khan's voice come over the speaker. This is Doctor Khan. Good morning, campers, and happy little Sibs weekend. Due to the sudden outbreak of chickenpox, please remember to sterilize all boomboxes. Uh, I should mention, this episode would take place directly in between season one and two, so there is okay. no Michael and there is no Pinsky. Wow. <laughs> all right. Inside the lodge, Ugg stands in front of all the campers lecturing them. He lays out the upcoming agenda, telling them that this weekend is Little Sibs weekend. Quote, Telly and Sponge, you are responsible for hosting activities in the absence of a sibling. After your siblings arrive, we will have a relay race, dinner, and campfire stories tonight. Tomorrow we will have our classic annual Lil Sibs hot dog eating contest. Now make sure your bunks are clean and everyone put on their happiest face for our guests this weekend. And that includes for my brother, Bentley. The kids groan, get up, and leave. Uh, We cut to the girls' bunk. The girls are cleaning and talking. As they talk, there's a knock on the bunk door. Two girls walk in. Dina screeches as her sister Nina walks in. Oh my gosh, welcome to our bunk. Let me show you around. Dina's sister seems very normal and not at all like Dina. The other girl who walked in stands at the door with headphones, loudly chewing gum, and staring at her nails. Zizi walks over and awkwardly hugs her. Her sister sighs loudly, exclaiming that Zizi is going to mess up her outfit. Um, She is a bit of a valley girl and seems somewhat like Dina. Uh, Dina walks over to Zizi's sister. I love your outfit. I'm Dina, and I'm Camp Anawana's official camp fashionista. The girl looking Dina over likes what she sees. Hi, I'm Lulu, Zizi's sister, somehow. (laughs) The girls walk off, talking excitedly. Telly walks over to Zizi, asking, That's your sister? Zizi makes a face as if to say she doesn't know how either. We cut to the boys' bunk. The boys are standing, staring at a very tiny, skinny kid with huge rimmed glasses. He breathes heavily and isn't speaking. Budnick says, You sure this is your brother, Donkey Lips? <laughs> Donkey Lips, yep, he's a Gelfin, all right. The likeness is uncanny, isn't it? Sponge and Budnick make faces at each other um, in disbelief. Say hello, Melvin. Melvin stands, not making eye contact, uncomfortably. Budnick says, Melvin Gelfin? He says, <laughs> laughing. Donkey Lips, I know, right? He got the good name. <laughs> uh, we hear a loud girl from outside the door. Hey, Booger Eater, open the door. Budnick's face drops. He rushes to the door. As he opens it, a tiny girl with red hair walks in and tosses a bunch of bags at Budnick. Which one is my bed, stinky boy? Budnick stutters. Sponge cuts in. Well, we haven't seen Michael in days. I suppose you could have his bed. The girl stares at Sponge and laughs. Thanks, Thanks a bunch, four eyes. She plops down on the bed. The name is Gracie Budnick. This place is a dump. I guess it'll have to do. Uh, We cut to the lodge. All the kids... Plus, plus their siblings are there. Telly and Sponge welcome the siblings and lay out Ugg's schedule. As they're all talking, a tall, slender, very handsome man in a suit walks in. He walks towards Ugg. Well, 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 is this the little camp you clean? And he puts Ugg in a headlock. Ugg, 
Hey, Bentley. Uh, actually, I'm the head camp counselor here. Bentley laughs. <laughs> Telly and Sponge finish speaking uh, as they're saying the first up is the sack race. And we're going to cut to a commercial mm. at this point. Oh, okay, great. All right. When we come back, we see everybody in their potato sacks. Uh, except Bentley, who stands and, you know, we could tell he thinks this whole thing is dumb. Um, Dina and Lulu, who is Zizi's sister, stand next to each other and they're kind of gossiping, having fun. Uh, then Telly blows the whistle. Uh, neither of the girls move. Um, but the rest of the people start hopping. Uh, Bud Nick's sister Gracie mo- uh, knocks him over, saying, Move it, turd, as she's laughing. Melvin is moving super slowly. Uh, and we see Ugg is really the only person working very hard to win as he keeps glancing back at his brother for approval. Uh, Ugg wins, but no one really seems to care. Sarcastically, Dina says, Good job, Ugg. Bentley hears and asks why they're calling him Ugg, then puts together that it. it creates ugly and starts laughing hysterically at his brother ug looks kind of embarrassed uh we cut to dinner we see melvin and nina uh who is dina's sister sitting next to each other and making eyes at each other and touching hands dina says she's going to be sick donkey donkey lip says that he, uh melvin's always had a way with the ladies lulu asks dina where all the cute boys are and dina says she doesn't know where michael has been ug stands to make a little speech and bentley bentley starts booing the kids start uh, start seeming kind of annoyed by Bentley. Bentley pulls Ugg down, saying he's embarrassing himself. Awkwardly, Sponge announces after dinner to head to the fire pit near the woods for campfire tales. So we cut to the campfire. Sponge asks who wants to start. Telly raises her hand. The kids all seem interested, except Donkey Lip's brother and Dina's sister, who are now making out off to the side. Telly begins. A long time ago at Camp Anawana, there was a bad explosion. An explosion in which our head custodian, Zeke, was badly injured. (laughs) All the kids start moaning and cut her off. Sponge, uh, yeah, maybe not that story. Gracie, Budnick's sister, says she has a story. She starts, once there was a little boy. He was pale and redheaded and had fart breath. He went to a water park to conquer his fear of big water slides. Budnick tries to stop her, but she keeps going, eventually revealing that he went down the slide, but his shorts came off. All the kids around the campfire laugh. Budnick seems to have met his match and his little sister. Bentley starts talking. Ugh, didn't you lose something? Was it your shorts or was it your dignity when you decided to be a camp counselor rather than a rich lawyer? Ugh laughs nervously. The kids look more annoyed. Awkward silence. Telly starts back up the Zeke story to break the silence and it fades. Uh, when it fades, we see the kids in the lodge, and they're talking about a plan to kind of um, help Ugg because they don't like Bentley. So they're gonna they huddle together. And we cut to commercial. When we come back, Doctor Khan is on the PA. This is Doctor Khan. Good morning, campers and siblings. This morning we are serving breakfast in the lodge common area. Please be sure to enjoy the ham and bacon, as it was acquired fresh this morning from a pig named Steve. Uh, Ugg is sitting alone at a table with his brother. His brother's rambling. Ugg looks miserable. Next to them, Melvin and Nina are still making out. The kids walk in with a beautiful tray of food and bring it over to Ugg. Good morning, Mr. Lee, they say. Is there anything else we can get you? Ugg looks surprised. Well, Mr. Lee, uh, Donkey Lips begins massaging Ugg's shoulders. Dina files his nails. Bentley looks surprised. Is this normal, he asks. Zizi says every morning that Mr. Kevin Lee is the most powerful man at the camp and the kids respect him more than anything. Bentley looks surprised. As Ugg starts to speak, Bugnick screams for everyone to shut up that Mr. Lee is about to speak. (laughs) 
Ugg, embracing the situation, stands confidently and declares that the hot dog eating contest is at noon. The winner of the contest will win a free trip to Lake Nia Benitutu, which everyone seems pretty excited about. I can imagine. (laughs) Cut to the hot dog eating contest. Before they sit, Telly has everyone lean in. Remember the plan. Uh, Everybody nods. All campers and siblings sit at a long table. The camera pans down, showing each individual person. Uh, Ugg and Bantley sitting next to each other, and then all the way at the other end of the table, Melvin and Nina still kissing. Telly blows the whistle. Immediately, it's clear that all the kids are throwing the contest, except for Gracie Budnick. She's trying. Budnick knocks her plate off the table happily. Bentley eats furiously, trying to beat his brother. Donkey Lips spills water on Bentley. Bentley starts to yell, but realizes he has to keep eating. Then Donkey Lips sneezes all over Bentley's hot dogs. Angry Bentley takes Donkey Lips' plate, but by now Ugg is destroying everyone. When the whistle blows, they count everyone's hot dogs. Nobody's even close. It comes down to Bentley and Ugg. Sponge announces Bentley has eaten nine hot dogs, while Mr. Lee has eaten... 16. The kids erupt cheering. Ugg looks like he's going to be sick. The kids pat him on the back, rocking him back and forth. Ugg looks like he might puke. They pick him up and carry him. Ugg yells to be put down. Congratulations, Mr. Lee. You have won the free trip. All expenses paid to Lake Nia Benitutu. The kids cheer. Zizi says he is the best camp leader in the world. And the kids cheer again. Um, as the episode starts to end, cars are pulling up to pick up the siblings. As the kids are leaving, Bentley says to Ugg that maybe he was wrong about him. He seems to be successful after all. Sponge tells him that he better believe it. A limo pulls up for Mr. Bentley. Uh, as he gets ready to leave, Budnick yells, Hey, Bentley, get bent. (laughs) And all the kids go nuts. Kids start high-fiving Ugg. All are happy. As the music gets louder to imply the end of the show, Donkey Lips asks Ugg, where is Michael? To which Ugg says, I don't know, actually. Uh, And then as the credits play, sometimes Dr. Khan talks. And so over the credits, we hear Dr. Khan repeatedly asking for Nina and Melvin to report to the pickup area. (laughs) And that's the episode. (laughs) Well, a lot of characters in there. (laughs) (laughs) But... uh, but I thought the uh, siblings were really good. They're like, uh, you did, a, I think, a good job uh, characterizing them in ways that were like different but complementary. I think still to the their, yeah. their older counterparts. Yeah. yeah. At first, I was having fun, kind of like Donkey Lips is big and loud. Here's yeah, this yeah. tiny kid. Yeah. And, but also, then it seemed like fun with Budnick to yes, make yeah, that the same one character challenge, challenge like, on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, kind of like your story, it's always more fun when the kids rally behind Ugg yeah, and work yeah, against yeah. him. Yeah. Um, well, Bentley sucks. <laughs> He's the worst. Yeah. Ben- Bentley Lee. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, you had also um, like the the outdoor activities, like kind of similar as well. Yeah. Yeah. The relay race. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was really struggling. With what the final big thing yeah. should be, hot dog eating kind yeah, of seems like an easy that one. Was <laughs> that was really good. Seems right on for yeah. that. Um, 
Man, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I was thinking. I should have been writing down as we were going along. I, I wrote down that I liked Nina and Dina. I, oh, yeah, that no. was good. I liked all your names. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. ZZ and Lulu was good. And, yeah, Melvin. Yeah. <laughs> Melvin Gilvin. <laughs> Melvin Gilvin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. really good. Yeah, I was. the other thing about, like, Salute Your Shorts is it's... Because at first I was like, oh, it'd be fun to do a holiday episode, a Christmas yeah, one. Yeah. But it's got to be summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah. I will say I would be surprised if you got away with the uh, making out kids. <laughs> I mean, they're... Yeah. I don't know. It seems like... It, might, go- it seems, might be go- able to go- it seems goofy it. enough. I'm not talking like... I guess they wouldn't be like Frenching. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they'd be like okay. two nerdy okay. kids yeah, kind yeah, of pecking yeah. at each other. Yeah. Um, plus, I love the idea of Donkey Lips's brother hooking up with Dina's yes. sister. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> that is good. Um, so, yeah, I, when I thought of it, I didn't consider how many characters would be. So I quickly kind of realized I had to like mainly focus on one. Mm. And I thought, like, if it's Ugg's brother, that would kind of go... It would help, because then I'm not yeah. really picking one kid in particular. Yeah. I do see some uh, callbacks to other episodes. Uh, well, I noticed in Kevin's the cutting of the grass mm-hmm. with the scissors. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, of course, Zeke, and yeah. um, there was something else. Well, the relay... the There's relays in other episodes, aren't there? Or at least, like, there's capture like a, the flag yeah, type stuff. Yeah, well, we did, uh, you didn't have any Dr. Khan, did you? No, I didn't. No, and no. I, I probably should have. He's fun to write for, because yeah. you can pretty much make him say yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the other thing was um, the siblings reminded me of Dr. Khan's niece coming yeah. to camp. Yeah, she was kind of like great Budnick's sister yeah. type character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, I did no research. Uh, I... So if they ever talked about having siblings, yeah. I didn't take that into account. Yeah, no, I <laughs> thought that worked perfectly, though. And yeah. that was good, you know, sibling, sib weekend, it sounded like a yeah. realistic thing. Yeah. Yeah, everything was very, like, believable. Like, definitely sounded like an episode of Salute Your Shorts uh, for both of you, actually. Mm-hmm. Very impressed by, like, your way to create the imagery, and, like, I feel like I'm actually watching your episode, so. Yeah. And you, and you, uh kicked out Michael and Pinsky from your story. That was an interesting choice. Well, as you very well know, I don't like Michael. Yeah. And uh, I actually, so my first idea was to create a segue episode of how Michael got chicken pox. Um, mm. Because, you know, that's why he leaves. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's why I, dro- oh, I, I, see. I yeah. dropped the chicken pox thing. So that's another thing. And that's why they, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why they keep asking where Michael is. Yeah. Um, because at that First, first episode of season two, the kids don't know yeah, why Michael's yeah. gone. Um, but then I couldn't quite make it work. Like, explaining how he got chicken pox, but the other kids not knowing mm-hmm. just wasn't quite working. Mm-hmm. So I, I abandoned that. Yeah. But I thought it was fun to create, like, a not a season one or two episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was interested in... Uh, looking up like whether there was other salute your shorts fan fiction and as it turns out uh there is um and i kind of forgot that like you know when most people do fan fiction it's like more er erotic oh oh (laughs) so the first episode i found if you just search salute your shorts 
fan fiction. The first episode that comes up is called Sponge Loves ZZ. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> it was only posted like uh, six months ago. Wow. Um, <laughs> and it's... I like I read the first sentence. Like, whoop, okay, like <laughs> not quite what we're doing. <laughs> That's a uh, really super niche thing. Uh, erotic, yeah. salute your shorts. Like now, nowadays, yeah, That's it's, crazy. It's, I'm guessing you can't read that first sentence. <laughs> uh, well, it's just like it's talking about like sp- sponge having like happy dreams and stuff. Oh, but okay. um, <laughs> but the, but there's other like kind of normal ones. There's one called Midnight Movie. There's one called Wild Times and Drastic Changes, which I didn't read that one, but uh good title. Um so and there seemed to be more out there. There was one about I think Budnick being the camp counselor. Yeah. Um so it's it's just kind of like a fun thing to do and yeah. I hope uh, I hope people are enjoying it. Yeah. If you hate it, let us know. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, so we I, so we had Ugg has a field day, the yeah. high score, and Lil Sibs weekend. Yeah, three indeed. solid ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did when I got toward the end of this. I came up with what I think is a great idea for a, a different episode. Uh, so if we ever get back around to sleep your shorts again, I've got one. Waiting. Oh, a second right yeah. <laughs> Is it how Michael got chicken pox? No. <laughs> um, we're probably... So that's two live-action shows. Our next one will probably probably do an animated. Yeah, yeah. Which can be tough because... Oh, it's going to be... I think it's going to be harder That's 13 these, minutes, yeah. right? Usually yeah. or 11 minutes. Um, so that could be fun. And uh, those animated shows are really, a lot of the times, packed with yeah. stuff. I mean, it's real... They're... I think, well, you I think guys it's going to be more of a challenge. You guys should write a two-parter to see how they complement each other. Mm. Uh, you know, like how you know, two halves. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, Since well, that was part like of double the, <laughs> double the workload. <laughs> I guess so. Um, I mean, that's what they had to do every, every time. Yeah. Well, if you guys feel passionately of a show we should do, yeah, let yeah. us know. And also, if Definitely. you want to send us your own Salute Your Shorts premise... Uh, maybe not as long as mine, but, uh, <laughs> you know, premise. Yeah. Uh, we, we'd love to share those on future episodes. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of future episodes, what's our next episode? Next week, we're going to be talking top five all that characters. All that Finally characters. hitting all that yeah. a little bit. <laughs> we did a little bit on Keenan versus Kel. Yeah. Um, but this seems like uh, our first proper. Yeah. yeah. Anything, jumping in. Yeah, really yeah. jumping in. Heavy. And, and uh, we're going to do the whole run, right? Like from. Because it ran yeah, for sure. like 10, yeah. 10 seasons, something like that? Nine seasons? Quite a while. Um, so uh, so I guess you could also let us know if right beforehand uh, if you have any favorite characters. Yeah. yeah, write us. So you guys don't do, uh, you know, assign Krebs stars to each other's episodes? Oh. Oh, did we? Yeah, I think we did last time. Yeah, I think yeah. we did. Do you want to do that? Okay, if you're interested, <laughs> I just uh, I was thinking about it while I was listening because you did I last time. What I gave um, last time, pretty high ratings, I think. I would I would give in I would give Ugg has a field day three point five because uh, the sad ending. <laughs> I really I, I don't really know don't why it's sad. Like I'm imagining them like you know kind well, of like I don't mean sad like uh, I'm getting emotional. Like it's it turned like, out. I just kind of I just didn't want it to turn oh, out that way. Yeah. <laughs> But otherwise, I love I love the field day stuff. I love any time the kids are like competing, yeah. especially the boys versus girls. A classic salute your shorts. So I like those elements. Uh, I just wanted Ugg to get that whistle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even if they didn't get the the slushy machine, as long as he got that whistle, that would have been a, a good ending. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what would you have given? Um, I, I'd say probably like a like a 
3.5 or a 3.25 or something. Oh. <laughs> just, the truth comes out. Just mostly because... He wants to give it a two. Wow. Just, just because of that ending, I would have liked to see some kind of, Jeez. you know... You know, I've deserved I more think than that, that. I think a lot of times, though, uh, Salute Your Shorts episodes ended with Ugg getting kind of like a... The short end of things. Yes, yeah. 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 It so. did sometimes, yeah. Well, maybe some kind of wrap-up in the, the credits, Dr. Khan. I did do that. Eh. <laughs> you didn't like the one that I did? Nope. Like, that's fine, <laughs> but I did do it. All right. <laughs> Uh, you didn't do any Dr. Cow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and for that reason, I'm going to take off at least half a Cripster. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I agree with Andrew's assessment that I think Telly was the wrong person to play for the high score. Yeah. But I really like the high score premise, and I love Ugg being this like um, unannounced record holder. I'll give, yeah. it, I'll give it a four. Wow. Oh, I'll nice. give it a four. Well, <laughs> it's got to be a it's got to be a like a fraction of a decimal now. <laughs> uh, realistically, I think I'm feeling a three. Right. I liked the UG parts and I liked the overall story. I think it could have been tightened up a little more, yeah. a little bit. I can see but, it. Uh, but I, I liked the general gist of it. Yeah, especially the UG, the UG winning the. Yeah, I'm a sucker for Game Boy too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Tetris. That's, I mean, that's the best game of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yours, Joe, I think I'd give a four. Mm. Um, for all the characters, mostly. Like, I really liked all the characters. Um, it didn't... I don't know that the story transcended uh, Salute Your Short Stories, right. which it didn't yeah. need to, but, you know. You know, I even felt that way when I was done writing it. I was like, this seems like an average Salute Your Shorts yeah, episode. That's kind of how I felt, really. <laughs> like, gets lost in the mix. I mean, about my own. <laughs> oh, oh <okay. laughs> Thanks a lot. Um, I think if yours half a Krebster. I'm, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I think I think four is the right um, the right way to go. I, I thought I thought it was really believable. I really liked all the characters that you, uh, you made up. Uh, yeah. Bentley was... You know, horrible, but the, the you love to hate him kind of yeah. kind of guy, and you like seeing Ugg kind of get his there at the end. So <laughs> yeah, it was nice to see the campers all rally behind him. I was trying to think who would play a Bentley. I always last episode I had a guest star, and I was trying to think of a guest star for Bentley, but I just couldn't quite place it. Maybe um, Crispin Glover, uh, Crispin Glover. From, from Back to the Future? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love okay. that. You mean at his <laughs> Although age I don't, back then? I don't, I don't really see him playing a successful character. Yeah, though. he's like too neurotic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could have played Melvin. Um, After, now that we've gone through him and I've had a chance to uh, let this all sink in, um, I think the hardest part about this was keeping away from being too predictable but also trying to put some camp elements into it yeah there's like two things that are difficult to do together i think well the show by nature is like restrictive yeah i mean well originally i was thinking about having something other than a game boy maybe like an atari or nes or something but then i wasn't sure if like they really have regular access to televisions and i thought that like a game boy would (laughs) Take care of all of that. <laughs> I think that's a good choice. I mean, there's that whole episode where, um, who is it? Budnick and Michael get trapped, or they, like, as a punishment, sick. They, they, have, sick, they fake sick, 
and then they like try to find a TV to like watch, yeah. but they can't yeah. get a signal. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think the kids had easy access. So I think yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, I thought the Game Boy was good. Would have yeah. called it something like Game Kid or something. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Game Kid. Yeah. Well, overall, still a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was fun I, to I, do I'd it. recommend anybody out there <laughs> give it a try. Sure, sure. Uh, so as Andrew said, we're talking. <laughs> uh, we're talking about um, favorite all that characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in the meantime. If you want to let us know who your favorite all that characters are, if you want to send us your salute your shorts idea, if you want to give us feedback on our stories, all good things, cool things to do, you can contact us on Twitter at BOC Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com, just like Mitchell Kriegman did. Uh, you can uh, follow us or communicate with us on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. Um, and then you can hear us on a whole bunch of podcasts. Uh, applications. I mean, like, we usually say Podbean, but I found out there's, like, a hundred more out there that we're on that I didn't realize, and so, I don't know, just search our name. Uh, and we're also on iTunes. Um, always helpful to share with a friend, and if you have a friend in Alaska, um, <laughs> it's really, uh, that's, um, I mean, I'm not sure we could stop doing the show until someone in Alaska <laughs> listens. <laughs> like, we could be, like, 200 episodes in and be like, oh, yeah. not yet. <laughs> uh, Kevin? Yeah. I don't know anyone in Alaska. Well, thanks for being here, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. How did you uh, enjoy the whole process of writing the episode? I was kind of intimidated just because I'm not nearly as knowledgeable mm. on the topic as you guys are, but um, I enjoyed it. Um, it's nice to kind of revisit the series and do a little research and kind of reacquaint myself. So, cool. what was the research? Oh, I know we were about to end the show, but yeah. what was the research like? Like, what did you do to research? Oh, I. <laughs> you're, you're gonna love this. Uh, <laughs> I googled salute your shorts characters. <laughs> Uh, and oh, did you go good. to the Wikipedia? Because I've seen the Wikipedia uh, write-ups for the characters, which are no, it... barely one <laughs> sentence per character. It took me to like some, one of those like dumb clickbait ranker websites uh, that showed you like yeah. uh, top ten salute your shorts characters <laughs> and what they look like now. Uh, so okay. um, I just kind of used that <laughs> just as a, a recap of all the all the character names. Oh boy! I mean, wow. I, well, yeah. that was very good for I was having from, done so yeah. little. <laughs> I was, I was familiar with the characters. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anyone. And if um, if there was someone that I could utilize to my story strengths, I wanted to make sure that yeah. I thought of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Even though you, <laughs> you discounted half the cast in a sentence. Well, I had to. <laughs> I had to get them out the of the gang. way. <laughs> so who, who uh, wasn't featured prominently in your episode? Well, uh, Dina wasn't really doing anything in there um was easy wasn't very much involved yeah uh, well no, Pinsky no. wasn't around yet yeah but michael was in there yeah michael was in there because he he was he was partnering up with sponge to <laughs> all right let's yeah. end the show all right well um great time we'll see you next episode bye